1: Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Gamza, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with
3: insight, advice and humour.
1: Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learned from it. Today, we're going to be talking about the Instagram blue tick and I guess what it means for artists specifically. But before we dig into that, Phoebe, how are you doing?
3: (laughs) I'm barely functioning.
1: <laughs> Are you okay to record today?
3: No, I'm I'm okay. We've we've postponed this. This we're only recording this a few days out actually, uh, because yeah, I have had wonderful COVID, and I'm on day seven today. So technically, I am allowed out of isolation, but I don't know if I could <laughs> leave if I wanted to. Um, I've been yeah, I've been not very well, and I'm still feeling a little bit fragile and fatigued so i will do my best to be peppy in this chat. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my i feel quite like i'm 110 years old today. but yeah, it's i'm all right. last time we chatted was just before i went to auckland for um 24 hours and oh, yeah. that was fun. that so i'm going to just like <laughs> pretend the last 7 days haven't happened. Yeah, so I went to Auckland to see Eckhart Tolle. For those of you who are not familiar with him, he is a German mindfulness expert. And yeah, I went with a few couple of friends to see him do a talk. It was a really nice trip. We went out for some really yummy food and had some cocktails and did a bit of shopping and um, stayed in this really amazing kind of like uh, it's like called the convent which is like an old nunnery in Auckland but it's kind of spooky <laughs> but it was like it's really modern they've they've you know it's all like redone it's not like when my friend told me, I was like slightly worried that it was kind of be reminiscent of the time I went backpacking in um, Italy with my best friend and ended up staying in a convent there, and uh, it was a very different experience that I wouldn't want to repeat. Don't think I slept that night, but yeah, this was love, lovely, and there was a lot of art in the in the That's hotel. Cool. And I sort of on the way out, there was the lady at the reception room. And I said to her, kind of cheekily thinking, I just want to know, like, how, where do you get all your art from? Because you've got so much on the wall. Like, quite a lot of it was like modern, sort of contemporary paintings and things. And she said, oh, we just go to, like, art fairs. And, you know, the the boss goes to, yeah, if they feel like they want some more art, they'll just go to, like, galleries or art fairs and buy it. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. I'm an artist. (laughs) I I just left (laughs) thinking... Oh, well, they've probably got enough art. But yeah, it would be a good thing to get into. My friend actually in um, in England works for a company and they provide hotels of artwork. Sorry, I sidetracked. So you go to England was lovely. And then Eckhart Tolle was in the evening. And I'll be honest, he's got a very, very slow, slow, gentle voice. And <laughs> um, I've read his books and I've listened to some podcasts with him on. And I usually put them on like 1.5 speed. And I didn't really sort of think this through <laughs> when you're in a conference room. And I didn't also know how long the talk was going to be. I thought it was like an hour. How long I assumed was it? it was about an hour. It was, it was over two hours. It was did two you stay hours. awake the whole time or did you nod off? Oh, honestly, I nearly, I needed to like flick my eyes with water. <laughs> I didn't have any water. I had to like blow on my eyes like... <laughs> It was a really hot, stuffy room, and it was packed. I, I couldn't. All the I'm conditions not gonna, were right for sleep. It was, it was. It was. People left. Honestly, people <gasps> stood up and left, and I felt really bad. He's like this little old man. He must be in his seventies. Um, he sort of shuffled onto the stage and sat. It was just like a chair on the stage on the spotlight with a video projection behind, so you could sort of see it, his face. And, but like. He he just looks like a little sort of field mouse and he's ever so he's so sweet and lovely but he just talks so slowly <laughs> and so calmly like it is the perfect thing to listen to if you wanted to go to sleep <laughs> I was say,
1: i've had the Eckhart Tolle audiobook for maybe 10 years <laughs> i've not made it past chapter 1
3: <laughs> it's so good i was actually listening to it when i was really unwell to help me sleep because i couldn't sleep um with covid and it (laughs) was really good to
1: play me well that's what i used to listen to it for but again i've I've never made it past the first
3: chapter start on chapter two next time um but what he yeah what he says is love it's really lovely stuff it's really it really makes you it does make you think but um i just wish that he had perhaps had like his he must have a management team or something and i wish they had sort of said Hey, how about this time we have like some slides that we put behind you to kind of, you know, illustrate your points or, you know, even just some like, you know, like a PowerPoint with some text to kind of um, just summarize what he's talking about. Just so you've got something to like latch your brain onto, because for me, listening to two and a bit hours of continuous talk, there's nothing for my brain to kind of adhere to. There's no points of difference, so I just, I couldn't, like, take any more in. I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't absorb it, because it was just too samey, do you know what I mean? And there was nothing for me to, like, anchor as a memory to my brain. Yeah. Um. Whereas if there'd been, like, a visual or something, I could have been like, oh, yeah, remember when the picture of that flower came up and he talked about so and so, like, you know, but there was nothing. It was just, like, one long, and then he sat down and he was like, so... When I'm gonna to, to do his voice. When I thought about doing this talk, I thought about an introduction, but now
2: I, I have it. sat
3: down. I think I will just talk about whatever comes into my head. <laughs> <laughs> like this. And I was like, right. So, so you've written a talk. But you re- decided to disregard that, and then now just just give us a long monologue about whatever's in your head. I was like, oh no, I kind of paid for the talk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just make it up. Can I get
2: the quiz notes?
3: <laughs> Can yeah, honestly. I was, like my friend next to me was like, Ooh. like by the end we were both just like, because we hadn't eaten.
1: Because uh, we were no. kind of in a
3: rush. Well, we had a really big late lunch. And then it was like we, that awkward thing of like, oh, we, we're we not hungry enough. And anyway, it was just like, we were like, oh, we'll go to the talk. And then it will finish at like 8. And then we'll go for dinner. But it didn't finish till like 20 past 9. So by the time we left and got in the car and like drove across town, the all the restaurants were like shut. <laughs> there was nowhere to eat.
1: Anyway. It's like my worst nightmare, hungry, okay, well, bored, uh, warm. I would have felt. <laughs> I would have slept. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was like, I've paid for this, I'm listening. Honestly, I did so well to listen, but I can't actually tell you what Aviki talked about. It wasn't much new stuff that I hadn't heard before, which was kind of unfortunate. Um, but anyway, it was a good experience. And then, yeah, kind of got home the next day and felt really, really tired and thought, oh, gosh, I'm a bit lame, I feel so tired after just one day away, and then about midnight that night, like, woke up with fevers and sweats, and I was like, oh, I think I'm actually ill, <laughs> and that's when I, and that's when I got the, yeah, next day I realised I had COVID, so, oh, it's been fun and game since then, um, but anyway, anyway, that's, that's pretty much me, Um, what about you, how are you? I'm pretty You're good. looking lovely today.
1: Oh. When mm-hmm. you were talking about the art in that hotel, I was yeah. thinking, so I went to the hairdresser last night and mm-hmm. while I was um, getting my hair washed, they had like a whole gallery wall up on the wall. So oh. you like, you gave you something to look at. Nice. And it was like a really cool collection of different portraits and stuff. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Use of, yeah. she had like, quite a nice collection of art in the hairdresser actually. That's so it was,
3: good. It's good to see places like actually investing in art. I, I feel like. I see more of it. Like we went to another, uh, we had a, dra- a drink at a, like a kind of bar and that had lots of art up too um, as well. And so, and I was like, oh, that this looks really nice. It's not just the decor. It used to just be like, places <clears throat> looked really nice because of the way they were kind of decorated. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of art in places as well now too, which is this kind of like, maybe that was lockdown. Maybe that was when people kind of like, thought, oh, well, let's re- redecorate and
1: yeah I just well, I, I haven't not. seen that in the hairdressers before so I really I enjoyed I enjoyed that mm-hmm. um my my I told my son last night that I was going to go get my hair you know cut and colored mm-hmm. and this morning he ran in wanting to see what color my hair was because he thought it <laughs> might be green oh, bless. <laughs> it's very disappointed
3: yeah I think cut and colored as a child you probably don't realize that means like no <laughs> made to look like the hair that I was born with rather than this
1: <laughs> no longer so many greys <laughs> yeah exactly
3: and coloring in the bits that I don't like anymore oh no you look lovely and that's great that you um managed to get away and have it was a good new oh. time
1: um but I've had a few other um tidbits that I've had going on that I haven't mm. actually spoken to even though we speak all the time what I know You've I say things some- Oh I saved my some nuggets for the
3: podcast. I don't have anything new, sorry. Um,
1: so I have had an art assistant start last week.
3: What? Yeah. That is huge. You're, like cheating on me without telling me about it.
1: I know. I know, it's <laughs> taken all of my self-control not to talk to you about it beforehand.
3: Why um, do I have been so ill? I haven't actually been able to really <laughs> converse. Oh, tell me. So who is this person?
1: So she is the daughter of a friend of mine, a uni student um I've just organized for her for like two hours a week so I sort of had to figure out how to justify that to myself because it feels like quite an outlay this year because obviously I'm not working as much as I used to and -hmm. then but I sort of so I saved you know I sort of budgeted for two and a half grand because I knew that would cover me for two hours a week yeah um and at the like she's actually here at the moment and I've just got her in the studio washing brushes cleaning my palette Unpicking. I've got like six canvases that I need unpicked and restretched because I want a different linen on them.
3: Oh, cool. Um, oh, yeah, all those menial
1: jobs. Yeah, and it's just a way of me getting another two hours back every week that I don't have to spend doing that. Yeah. So, But, I mean, it's going to take me a little bit of time to train her how to do all the things, so I want to teach her how to stretch canvases and um, probably how to update my website and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty excited and it does feel like a big step for me
3: Um,
1: but time is time and I'm gonna give it a go and see how it see how it pans out but so far so good so this is week number two
3: what did she do last week then
1: cleaned a lot of brushes um and helped me package an artwork so I think that was like the best looking art I've packaged in a while
3: that's cool Um, and what is she you know like what's made her want to do it is there well
1: she's not an art student um, okay. I won't. I mean, talk about her too much because I don't no, know no, that no. I, She hasn't signed up. for No, it. no.
3: I don't. I don't mean in that way. I just literally meant. Why would someone want to do that? I know? think just an interesting part-time job.
1: Okay. I originally yeah. had thought I would reach out to the. Um, there's a art school here, and yeah. also I reached out to a high school that's literally down the end of my street. Um, but I found this Nothing. girl first, and I just oh. thought, well, look, I'll just roll with yeah, with yeah, that. She yeah, seems yeah. keen. And that's my main.
3: Yeah, that's great. No, that's, that's yeah, fantastic. I think that's a great idea.
1: And then on the other, the in the studio side of things, I have had a few wobbles this week thinking about the exhibition and part mm-hmm. of that has got to do with um, I guess what we're talking about today in that if social media reach continues to drop, just making sure I get enough, drum up enough support, the exhibition because I'm not in Melbourne anymore it's sort of like oh mm. can I am I going to be able to get enough people there that the show's a success and then it also means that for most of this year I'm going to be making or pretty much for anything yeah. other than the commissions that I've got locked in I'm going to be purely working for this solo show which means I'm not going to have much income for the whole year until that point and it's sort of like the realities of that I guess I've been yeah, thinking about so that a lot.
3: Feast or famine thing isn't it Yeah, being an artist.
1: And I've been really keen to have a solo at Studio Gallery, so I'm hoping that it's worth the risk. But it's sort of like, oh, am I holding off, you know, I'll be not getting much all year and then just praying that something actually shows sells at the show. I'm sure it will. Yeah, They wouldn't have
3: asked you if they didn't have faith that you were, you know, somebody they could sell the work. And you have to also remember that it's not all on your shoulders to come up support for this, like, they are you know also going to make money from this so it's in their interest to be as kind of invested as it is for you you know they're not just going to sit back and be like oh that's Julie's going to do all that and Mm. we'll just wait for the money to roll in like a good gallery will do legwork to promote and get clients and people along so Yeah. yeah I think it's only natural to Have all those fears though and worries, and that's just part and parcel with, unfortunately, being being an artist and doing an exhibition. And I mean, I'm in the sort of similar boat at the moment. It feels very lean Mm. (laughs) because I'm creating a body of work for somewhere, Um, and with all the things like school holidays and cyclones and COVID and all the other things, it's taken me much longer than I wanted it to, and that has meant that, yeah. I haven't really got any work extra to sort of sell. And then thinking after this, I'll start working on my exhibition for next February and then I won't be able to sell that work either. So um it feels feels like you're on the back foot even though you know in the future it will pay dividends. It's really mm. it's a really hard it's hard to work in that Uh, kind of negative equity state
1: yeah it's sort of feeling like you've really got to back yourself and it's you know I do really love creating a body of work so I'm excited about that because I think that feels like a real achievement when you look back at what you've created over the space of you know nine months to a year and be able to see it all because I think otherwise when it just sort of goes in and out and dribs and drabs you sort of don't take stock of just how Mm. much you've done
3: yeah 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 totally yeah and seeing it all together yeah, that's like a really special, special thing. So I'm mm. really excited. I really want to be able to come along to your exhibition. Yeah. Never been to Melbourne. So that's. Ooh. It's, <laughs> it's, not right. my it's just my eardrum.
1: You did that, <laughs> that. On the other that side.
3: <laughs> ah. Should we sort of slink over to the topic that we're going to talk about today? Yeah. <laughs> um so it's kind of a it's a funny one it's not really what a fail in a sense although I I have failed at, at it I have failed at the blue tick because I have applied for the blue tick three times and been denied so I guess I have failed <laughs> failed I failed to get a blue tick I failed have to get you a blue tick. have you ever tried
1: I have but I never had the right I think there are some basic uh requirements that I don't think I've ever met
3: yeah, well, that's, I mean, I'm assuming that's why I've never been accepted either. Like, I think I tried at around 50,000 followers thinking, I guess, naively like, oh, I've got 50,000 followers, that must be enough to get a blue tick. I didn't know this till afterwards, but apparently the fo- your photo on your Instagram profile and whatever ID you send in has to be a very clear match. And then your your photo then is not allowed to change again. And I think the photo that I've got as my profile picture, I'm like looking down and my hair's quite blonde or lighter in it. And I, so I don't know whether that maybe didn't go in my favor because I don't think it's as very easy to see that it's the same person in my passport photo, which is awful because I had COVID then. <laughs> the first time I had COVID, I had to apply for my passport and I had to take a photo of my phone and I look like someone that has COVID <laughs> so <laughs> that's not really going in my favor I could probably uh, yeah anyway so that's that and I didn't know that until after yeah that if you apply your photo on your profile picture can't change you'd have to like start the whole process all over again if you ever wanted to change your photo so that's quite a you're kind of locked into that Mm. picture so you've got to sort of think quite carefully about that if you do go ahead with it um so yeah so I've been denied um at 90 whatever thousand followers I've got so um clearly it's not not just about your number of followers it's more to it than that to get the free one but yeah now I also think perhaps because the paid version had come into New Zealand and Australia at that stage they probably are not going to let anyone get it for free now
1: Mm, it'll be interesting. So, I mean, we've obviously both been doing a bit of reading lately and I was interested to find out that there are, I mean, it's their way of verifying that people are who they say they are. Yeah. And so they have a lot of news outlets actively sort out verification for their staff. So a lot of journalists, even though they've only got about 2,000 followers, potentially have a blue tick. Mm. Um, and there was a couple of them that had written articles about the fact that they'd gotten quite a lot of grief from people. Mm. So one of them there was one article I read by a journalist who only had I think must have been 2000 followers or less and she the amount of hate that she copped from people from people accusing her of paying to get verification
3: oh this is before it before came. it
1: was, was a, a thing right and she was like no I just if you have a look at my account at all you'll see that yeah. I'm a journalist
3: yeah yeah I mean I think I think it got a bit blurry people sort of thought there's there's sort of um identified the blue tick with kind of like a celebrity or a yeah. influencer status and actually it's not about that it's about like I am this legitimate person and I need to prove that I am who I say I am because someone could copycat me and pose as me and that could cause problems so like you say for a journalist it's very important that the the person they're interviewing whatever knows that they are legitimately that person um and for a celebrity I guess if you're a movie star or whatever it's kind of you know they want to have mm. um ownership over their own page so that there's not someone impersonating them and potentially defaming them or whatever they could do
1: I think a lot of people have seen it as a status symbol in the past like yeah. myself included I think yeah. the one thing that this has done is sort of helped to clarify what it actually means but yeah, I mean I I've this... got to say when it first came out I 100% went into a little Instagram rage about something else changing, more money being one like I just it just prickled me.
3: Well so we should we just talk a little just before we go into that, should we yeah. I'll just sort of explain the the what Meta, which Meta is who owns Instagram, Facebook, say about this. So the new feature is about increasing authenticity and security across our services, basically. That's what they've summed up as. Just to let you kind of in on the cost, in New Zealand or Australia, it's roughly about $25 Australian. I think that's around 30. It changes on the exchange rate, but I think that's around 30 New Zealand dollars um, a month. If you, this is, and this is really Interesting, and I hadn't realised this until I read this. Uh, if you pay through the app, now if you go via the website, it's twenty percent cheaper. It brings it down then to twenty um, Australian dollars a month, or about twenty-five New Zealand dollars a month, and and then the US that's either fourteen ninety-nine, so fifteen US dollars a month, or 11.99, 12 US dollars a month. If you do it through the website, so that's something that's a little bit not really made very transparent. So my advice to you, you heard it here first. No, you didn't. It's probably all over the web. Um, is if you are thinking about going to do this, don't do it through your Instagram app. Do it via their website because you'll get it for twenty percent cheaper. And and that's a month. So that's you know that's quite quite you know it's not a cheap amount if that's 30 um new zealand dollars a month you know that's 360 a year that you're spending to effectively in their words prove your authenticity and increase your security
1: so what they say it's going to include is so verification and what they mean by they will have, um, you have to give them a government piece of ID, which then they will match yep. up to your photo when it actually gets verified by a person. Yeah. Um, and they also say it includes proactive account protection. So it's supposed to improve the amount of protection you get from impersonation. Um, it has some exclusive features, which includes some stickers, which I don't really understand. <laughs> and I believe that there is some talk about you are getting better reach and no
3: no 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 that's 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 the th- that's not true so they in- began when they first bought this out a month ag- or over a month ago they trialed it in New Zealand with increased reach and visibility as a selling point mm. after trialing it in New Zealand they found that for whatever reason um Hang on a minute. I'm just going to pull it up because I did read
1: it. This is really interesting. uh, In all the articles I read, I didn't come across that. So,
3: News. Meta is expanding the test of its paid verification feature called Meta Verified to the US. So it's done its testing in New Zealand and Australia and it's now expanding it. So in the US now you can apply for a blue tick. The catch. As part of the expansion, Meta has removed increased reach and visibility as a subscriber perk. Meta said the decision was based on feedback and learnings from early testing of the feature, which launched in Australia and New Zealand last month. Interesting. Do so you know what the I- one thing that the one thing that would have made me go, mm, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth thirty bucks a month, you know, mm. to get increased reach and visibility, and for my followers to actually see my stuff. They've removed that.
1: I'm actually glad they've removed but that. So that'll be interesting I, to dig into later.
3: Exactly. So that, yeah, we'll dig into that later. But I mean, that was the, I felt like that was the only carrot almost. I <laughs> So,
1: well, the other thing that, like I so said, the last perk on that list of perks that I was reading out, and this is from the Meta site, is direct yeah. account support. So you get help mm. from a real person when you need it. But I will also note that at the top, it says yep. features may vary by region.
3: Mm. Talk about this later, but I have heard from someone who has said that they haven't seen any extra support. So you can put two-factor authentication on your own page to protect it. You don't get any support, but then it seems like potentially you don't get any support anyway. But you're not getting increased reach. You're not getting increased visibility. It's sort of like you're you're, you're basically just getting a blue tick to say, yes, I am who I say I am.
1: In that, so I have been staunchly anti-paying for a blue tick before we reached out to a few people and had a chat. Now, the best reason that I heard from someone was that I think it'll come in handy for prospective collectors knowing that I'm a real account and being comfortable to purchase my art. I was like, that to me was a really good reason. And also I do understand that people are more and more worried about uh, accounts being hacked Mm. and not getting any support from Instagram.
3: I, I have to be honest. I'm like you. At the beginning I was very venomously like no way they're not having my money for that if there's no mm. actual gains but I I think it's it'd be silly for me to sort of be black and white about it and say never say never because I, I I think like everything this is obviously very early days and they've already kind of rolled out something and then backtracked and pulled pulled the pin on that so they are clearly in a sort of testing version of it at the moment and maybe it will pay to be an early adopter of that because these things do always change and it might be that they actually just listen to people and go okay well it people aren't happy paying this much we need to we need to offer some more benefits and mm. you know it might it might I I doubt that this the way it is right now is how it will always stay but it, I did some maths just to <laughs> try and think about how much money they will make from this and it made me kind of yeah bile kind of
1: Oh, I agitated. Think it's, it's blatantly a cash grab from Instagram. Like it is, they're rolling yeah. out a subscription program, but they're not calling it that. Yeah. And it's interesting to note that. So in recent um, months, I don't know for how long Instagram's hit a bit of Meta has hit a bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, and they have actually laid off a whole bunch of people, yeah. and then this has come out. So to me, it does feel yeah. like it is. Well,
3: my husband was telling me about this. The the VR thing that they're working on at the moment and they're bas- apparently meta uh oh gosh i'm so bad he did tell me the name of it and i can't remember but meta are working on a vr kind of experience thing yeah meta universe i think probably they're spending mo- they're putting more money into this a year than the apollo space mission
1: mm-hmm.
3: so they need to make that money somehow and hey listen i absolutely understand that like we have had this, you know, Instagram has been free f- for so long and it's, you know, it really is an, a tool that is an essential part of a lot of people's business. And, you know, you pay for a website, you, you don't, you don't, you know, nobody, you know, nobody box an eye at paying for Netflix or, you know, you pay for things, you pay for your phone, you pay for things, people yeah. have to pay for things. <laughs> so i'm not saying like we should never have to pay for instagram it should always be free but it just feels a bit like they're trying to kind of make us pay for it packaged up as this gift this special thing where actually they could just be really transparent and say do you know what we're just gonna make this a paid service now Mm -hmm. um I and think the what they've refuges. done is
1: ruin um, the blue tick for those people that were verified yeah. for being a like a
3: legitimate. Yeah. yeah. To me, but... it seems ridiculous that you that they wouldn't change the color and maybe make that's what the my new issue... version be yeah. green or gold or I don't know. Pay, you know, paid be a gold tick. To be honest, I think most
1: of the people that have paid for it so far would probably, from my reading of their um, interactions we had when we were talking to them, was they probably would have preferred for it to have been a different colour. That way they didn't feel like they were posing as a verified account, but they were happy to pay for increased security and, yeah.
3: It just seems strange that they have done, yeah, they've, they've kind of tried to bundle this thing these these two things together that are actually quite separate. Mm.
1: Because if you are paying for increased reach and increased visibility, what you're paying for there is advertising, and they've got a yes. they've got a mechanism for that already. It's an ad. Yeah.
3: yeah. So you're not. So that's why they've taken that off the verification yeah. thing.
1: Because they probably found all of their ad revenue was.
3: Well, exactly. Why would you pay for ads if you're going to pay for this meta verified? So mm. they've gone. Oh, we can't do that. We're putting all our eggs in one basket. <sighs>
1: And um, I think you know, if I the the bits that I find really problematic is I find in a way that they are triple dipping into Instagram. So I understand yeah. that people are saying yes, we need to pay for it, and I agree. But I assumed that the quid pro quo with the quid pro crow with Instagram was we gave them our data, which they were mm. making money from and yeah. getting advertising dollars. And now yeah. I almost feel like adding a subscription onto that for basic what I consider basic yeah. functions. Well, exactly is the, triple dipping. This-
3: it is because these functions, being able to verify that you are who you say you are and to have some customer support if you get your account hacked, that shouldn't, in my opinion, have be something that you need to pay on top of.
1: And I, I it, think, you know, not that I'm trying to solve all of Meta's problems, but if they're saying, look, we need to, you know, we need to pay for people to actually verify all of these accounts if everyone wants to get verified so that there's less scam activity. I'm like, that's fine. That should be a one-off cost.
3: A one-off cost, 100%. And, and it then it feels... Sorry.
1: Yeah, I do feel like paying money to make sure that they don't get hacked, for me to have to pay a subscription of, of that, mm. doesn't feel... I think basic account security should be their issue, not push back onto the users. And... Yeah. Customer service again should shouldn't be something that you have to pay for. And then i I do feel like so social media. What one thing that it used to offer, and I think the reason it was so it appealed so much to so many creators, was you didn't need money to play in the same, yeah, ballpark as anyone else. Exactly. And now like, there's going to be a sort of you know haves and haves not sort of situation because it's not going to be affordable for it. No,
3: exactly. Honestly, right now I we like I'd have to cancel some other things. To be able to justify it, really, to say to my family, okay, well, I need a three, I need another three hundred and sixty dollars a year on top of like my website and my my phone bill and my internet and you know my studio that I'm paying for in town and all of those things. Like to then say I need another three hundred sixty dollars a year. I mean, it doesn't sound like a huge amount, and it isn't for a lot of people, but for some people, that is. And that's a year, like, and then at what point can you then, like, is that forever? Is that forever now until I ever decide I don't want to have Instagram again? Like, and is that price going to go up? Like, once I've locked in and they decide to put the price up to $40 a month or $50 a month, then at what point do I then go, oh, okay, well, I won't pay for this anymore and I'll go back to not having a secure account. Like, once you're, that's my worry is, like, once you've said yes and you're locked in and that money's going out... It's going to be very hard to untangle yourself from that and go back to not having a blue tick because you're going to feel really vulnerable at that stage to be mm. like, hey, everyone, um, no longer got a blue tick because can't afford that. And so I'm an open goal here for hackers. Do you know what I mean? That just just feels really uncomfortable.
1: And um, the other thing is that if I do feel like it is going to put people off because, you know, first people feel like, okay, they're going to need to pay for Instagram and then they're going to need to pay for tiktok and then mm. um facebook that's another if you wanted your Facebook, facebook. verified
3: that's another price
1: yeah so it's oh. not a bundle you don't get facebook and instagram you get facebook, facebook or, instagram. or instagram you have to buy mm-hmm. them separately and i don't think people have enough money to buy a subscription to every service yeah. so
3: i'd rather I it was see just like why, a one-off yeah why
1: payment. a business might do it i can understand but for a casual user it might feel like a bit of a reach and especially if um Most people are getting a bit put off by the amount of sponsored content that they see. Mm. I I don't know. uh, uh, Is the everyday user, like, are our collectors going to stick around to see all this content? Or is it just going to ruin the social side of Instagram because people are going to – will people leave because of this function?
3: At At this stage as well, you're not even allowed to do it if you're a business. It's only for individuals.
1: Uh, but it, I think in, it's when you think about the the individuals that would pay for it, most mm. of them are going to be content creators mm. or um, business accounts that are under a personal account. Right. Because if you're just a casual user putting up pictures of your family and your pets and.
3: No, no, yeah. I No, I mean like I, a business couldn't like pay yeah. for it. Like if you were a brand, you know, called, I don't know, whatever, yeah. suddenly decided to create a brand of selling drinks or whatever those people that individual that business couldn't do it yeah so it's only sort of individual people yeah it has to have a photo of you it can't be like a logo or anything like that it has to be a person's face
1: yeah um were you worried about handing over government id to facebook like how much does that the sort of thing that bothers you or
3: Honestly, I think I just sort of thought, "Fuck, excuse me, French." (laughs) Uh,
1: They paid worse.
3: They've probably already got stuff of mine from when I first signed up. I don't know. I didn't even think about it. To be honest, I just it just said, "Can you, you know, to prove you are, you need to send attach a photo of your ID," which I had, so I just did, and then I now they've got that. (laughs) I didn't even get a blue tick. Sold my soul to the devil. (laughs) The devil laughed and walked away.
1: The one I quote that I kept coming back to was, "It it makes me think what comes next. First you pay for the ads, then you pay for the reach, then the tick. You're just emptying your pockets and getting distracted from making good products that people want. And that's where I think I still land. I think I would rather keep just focusing on making art and sharing it with those people that are already following me. And not trying to focus on (laughs) paying for advertising, paying for a blue tick, paying for, and I just keep it, my attention keeps being taken away from Instagram because of this Mm. sort of thing. I think I keep thinking I need to keep, A, getting people across to my mailing list so that (laughs) I can drag them along to whatever thing is next because I do feel like I'm losing. I still love Instagram and it's still where a lot of my connections are and Mm. I think there are a lot of people that are like that. Hmm. but I'm enjoying it less each Certainly time something the, like this the, comes
3: the, out the scroll the feed scrolling is something that I very rarely do now I, I seem to only really just watch stories and interact with people through the dms you know mm. because when you do the scroll on your feed if you you know even if you just want to see what people are up to you're interrupted by so many ads and things yeah and by people that you you know don't follow or what you suggested posts and all this stuff and you just think "Where? no I don't want to see this so I'm just not going to bother
1: I do I do feel like the whole pay to play scenario is going to be happening more and more so I don't know if it's something that we have to get used to or if it's going to be the incentive that another company has to create something new um it will be interesting Mm -hmm. to see where this goes So I reached
3: out to a couple of people that had been, a few people that had been um, given a blue tick organically. And one of them uh, was Love Ludi on Instagram. She has 60,000 followers. She said that she was stoked from a legitimate account perspective. But I think I've always focused on the strength of my relationships and my engagements more. And she doesn't think she would pay for it um, unless it affected the engagement and visibility of posts within the app. So that's interesting. Mm. So Anastasia Palmson, who um, has her 102,000 followers or whatever, um, with her organic verification, um, she said, as far as the whole pay for support story, I've submitted support requests and it's like shouting into a void. You don't even get a record of of it or any acknowledgement that they've received it. So this is someone who has verification and... She's submitted support requests that have been basically ignored. Mm. So,
1: we're, I think we we're wonder- all under the impression that those verified accounts got some extra perks, like maybe a bit more extra attention. And that's what you're told and what you read about. But it seems like with the people that we've spoken to, that's not actually been no. the case. It would be interesting to hear from any of the people that have paid if they need support, whether it's as forthcoming or whether it is more, you know, again. Mm. Because the more accounts that get verified, I don't. It'd be interesting to see whether they can keep up with their support requests.
3: Well, I suppose they're paying. They that's what they're must, paying for. Yeah, they must be using that money to pay for pe- pay for the sport, I guess. But that's so, theoretically
1: what the money's going to. Yeah. But it, you know, I also think it's just going to the bottom line.
3: Oh, I think it's going to their meta universe thing. Mm.
1: Her main comments were: I'm okay with people being able to have a verified ID accounts. She thinks that should also be the norm, mm-hmm. and she was really angry about the fact that they cancelled the re- the reels monetization. She feels mm-hmm. like Instagram is feeling more like a lose lose scenario for creators. So there used to be a way of. A, a more productive way for creators to make money which and that's been taken away and now on top of that people are being charged for some basic services yeah. so it's gone <laughs> from being a revenue maker to a revenue hole for some people
3: yeah it's got it's gone full it's gone literal full circle and it feels like it's kind of biting the hand that feeds it um okay i'm gonna play this is hannah jensen art
2: funnily enough people did message me and said oh my goodness you've got a blue tick so I feel like it had a bit more of a significance to other people um for me it was just like yeah I've worked hard to get here it's been 20 years of in the making of uh doing lots of making and creating and now sharing using this platform um and that just kind of like yeah it was a a verification basically as you know to showing that that I have proved myself and I've gotten there by doing the hard yards To be honest, I wouldn't pay for verification. Um, I just think, you know, your work should speak for itself. And if you're on here sharing what you'd like to share on this platform, whether it's a product or art or selfies, like, you know, just do it your way. And again, I just really push for, like, really being who you want to be on here. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for a blue tick, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I think money can be spent elsewhere.
3: Interesting. Mm. Yeah interesting i like her perspective
1: yeah she always remains i think she's a lot more positive than i my initial reaction to this has been she's
3: a very very positive nice person she always Mm. puts everyone darling heart on her stories i absolutely love them she's just so nice and i'm like god i need to be a nicer person (laughs) i wish i was nicer like hannah should we just read from a few people that have paid for it yeah
1: So the first account I talked to was saying that she was drawn to the idea of increased protection from scammers and being seen by more people. Um, And she felt like she was trying really hard to build her business and so Mm -hmm. this was just another, I guess, mechanism in in that business building side of things. I wonder if she will change her mind if she finds out that the reach is no longer part of that package, it'd be interesting mm. to talk to her about. Yeah. Um, she did also say that she wasn't interested in the blue tick appearing next to her name and she feels a little bit like a wannabe influencer. Yeah,
3: see. I get that.
1: Mm. Um, and she is also the one that gave the good advice about the profile picture had to be your face. So make sure yes. it's a picture that you really like.
3: <laughs> yeah, because you can't change it unless you unsubscribe and reapply Mm -hmm. here's feedback from an account who's paid for verification um they've said to be totally honest nothing really has changed since they've got the blue tick they've not had any increase in real views or followers which clearly uh, kind of makes sense now when you realize that that's not something that they're offering she was hoping that there would be an improvement with reach but hasn't seen that um the thing she was hoping was that it will offer increased security, and that's the claim that it has offered. So um, that was the big motivation for her. Um, yeah, so kind of that increased security thing is basically—I don't know—feels like a fun a lot of money to pay for increased security. It
1: depends, though. Like if your account got hacked, yeah, I'd pay to get that fixed. I think. Um, so would you
3: pay $360 a year for the rest of your life no. to get the, your
1: account back? <laughs> I know, and that's, but I think that's the thing, is my interest in Instagram is sort of starting to wane and then if mm. my account got hacked, part of me thinks I'd probably just pull the pin and say, well, I'm done. Yeah. But I did, yeah. I mean, so anecdotally one of the stories I read was an account in Australia that had been hacked and he had paid for verification and they were able to sort it out really quickly and that, I guess, a, I was like, well, okay, it's a service that they're offering that does seem to work, but also if it is something that they could fix so quickly, I feel really bad for all the people that have been hacked mm. that haven't been able to be helped.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we know people who have been hacked recently and there wasn't the option of the paid verification at that stage, so mm. they've had their account hacked, they've lost all their followers, they've had to start again, like, do, if they start pay if they pay for verification now once it becomes available are they are they then going to be able to kind of go back and say excuse me can you find my old account like once they they've now invested all this time and energy to start their whole thing again
1: mm.
3: do are they going to want to then get their other account back and then have to consolidate these two because they probably has have had new followers and things since then you know so it just yeah. seems all very messy and um. person here who's paid um for the blue tick basically looked at it like the, the everything in the world is changing and they have to adapt so they've seen it as like a, just a part of having to adapt and go along with all the changes on instagram which is fair fair play i guess um but she has seen an, a major increase in engagement which has resulted in more sales so you know that that person has got like i'm not going to say how many followers they've got but they have got quite a high follower number so that could come into play with the fact that they've got now a blue tick and a high follower number could be seen as um you know more of a kind of legitimate (laughs) what's the word like a kind of kudos and um i guess as someone who's buying art you you might pair a high follower number and the blue tick with kind of feeling like okay I'm happy to put my money there mm. whether or not that translate when you've got a low follower number and a blue tick is something that I guess is too early days to to kind of tally up
1: well I think so it must be reassuring for people who are buying art if they're buying it purely online mm. Because I think people do worry if they're buying people from buying from people they don't know, is this mm. a real person, is this a scam, especially if mm. you're asking for a deposit and mm. if they have been verified, you know it's not a 100% a scam yeah. account. Yeah, so I think that's, in you know, the last person that we've got in the paid verification um, feedback. That was her main reason for doing it and that was, again, that one that I read out at, at the beginning. Um, it hasn't lived up to her expectations. She hasn't had any increased post-performance or anything like that but she did think it would be good for her prospective collectors knowing that she's a real account and i think that's i think probably the only reason i would do it
3: yeah if you are selling predominantly through instagram or Mm. your own website and you're not getting your revenue from outside of instagram as much then it would make much more sense to invest money in that um, you know you're not paying overheads elsewhere you're not paying commission to a gallery etc cetera, etc cetera. so that 30 bucks a month is really you could see a small change in mm. exchange for providing um kind of uh, reassurance remember, to reassurance yep. to your buyers yeah um again certainly I, sell- I think I yeah I think I'd feel more comfortable buying mm. something off someone if they have a blue tick I, I think I would feel more um, willing to kind of transfer money to that person yeah um, with the ever-changing landscape and all the scammers and things it, it, I, uh, moving forward it's going to probably but, the, but that's where it makes me feel uncomfortable because it makes me think I should well. have a blue tick you know like, and without one do I look like a fake Nothing no, me.
1: <laughs> I just, I don't think, so I just don't, I feel bad for the people that can't afford it because so, obviously mm. it's going to fall into that same, I think social media democ- democratised art in a lot of way. It made it yeah. accessible to everyone. It didn't make galleries your only option and people could finally sell and, yeah. you know, and do things on their own. And now all of a sudden there's this, feels like there's going to be this paid barrier to a few people. Because if people, yeah. if their running line becomes you can only buy from people, or it's only safe to buy from people with a blue tick, then it almost will. I mean, that's yeah. I think a good reason for knees. getting a blue tick, but I also feel like it's one of the more problematic areas because,
3: well, it's no longer a level playing field for ev- yeah. everybody, is it? It's 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 the rich get richer, <laughs> you know, and. Yeah. It's a funny one. Mm. It still doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. So here's a last last one here from someone who has paid for the blue tick. Um again in terms of post performance it's made no difference. This person has quite a high follower number, it's not a tiny account. Um I would estimate about a seventy percent drop in impressions over the past eighteen months. Wow, that's yeah, probably about the same as me. Um, spam comments have actually gotten worse, but I think this is maybe due to the large has- art hashtags I'm using. You know, you can actually block those spam comments quite easily, by the way, people. You need to just go into settings and preferences and hidden words, and then you just add a list of hidden w- of words you want filtered. So you could put things like type in bot, NFT... Send pick DM pick things like that, and then it will just filter out any of those, and you won't get those comments. It's just an aside. Um. Anyway, even though it's not lived up to my expectations, I still think it might come in handy for prospective collectors. I think I think it's absolutely, you know, up to the individual. And if it give if if paying for that security is something that you feel is a valid way to spend your money absolutely go for it and and if you can afford to do it I think it's fantastic and I I think you know for peace of mind and for all the reasons that we've listed like giving that kind of security to your buyers and giving that level of security to yourself there's definitely a reason why having the option of pay verification is a good thing It's just there are a few areas that feels like the customer isn't getting as fair a deal as perhaps they should, and it feels like in this in the game of Instagram, the winner is still going to be Instagram by long by a long shot, and I just yeah I just wish it was like a one off paid thing with a different colored tick so that you could just go, I paid for that. I have verified myself. I've got a green tick next to my name to prove that I am who I say I am. Yeah. And everybody's now going to know that I am who I say I am. I paid my one-off fee, whatever that is, fine. I can forget about it. But just the whole kind of blurry line between the pre, you know, celebrity kind of blue ticks and the and then now paying for it and being locked into that for as long as you want security just like everybody wants security all all the time so
1: i yeah my issue with that is i don't think that account security should be pushed back onto the individual i think that should be something that they're yeah responsible for
3: (laughs) exactly it's like you created this monster and that meant that you created the bots and the mm. ability for people to create all these hacking accounts. Like you, you clean up your mess. Don't make me have to pay for the mess.
1: I feel like we're both slightly negative. I actually thought you would be more optimistic than I am. So I think I just don't feel
3: very well today. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I I think I I wanted to be and I and I, listen. I'm not saying I'm not going to pay for it. Like honestly, it might be something that I have to do and that's but I don't know if I'm going to do it with a skippity skip to the bank type Mm. (laughs) attitude I might, I I just think I'm a bit bitter that I got denied it no (laughs) and I've never got any money from Instagram at all ever (laughs) Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter it's, no, god I sound like a right whinge bag um I think Instagram's given me a lot and I have to be grateful for that and I am. I am really grateful for the community and for the opportunities and the kind of you know, sales I've made through it and everything like that. It's, I it's been it's been a great thing. I just wish they didn't keep changing it and making it less great. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what do you think? Do you gonna go and get it, Julie?
1: At the moment, no. What
3: stage would make you do it?
1: Uh, if So if it was going to, when they were saying it'll impact reach and post-performance, I didn't want to, but I thought, look, even getting close to the exhibition at the end of the year, yeah. if I can't get my post seen, that's my best way of connecting with people at the moment and that's when I, I think it's why I reacted so harshly to it. Now that they've taken that part out of it, I think it makes me feel like I probably won't verify my account. Yeah. Because I think, well, I feel a little bit like I'm well-known enough and I've got my work in galleries and people can yeah. see that. And also I don't sell direct. So yeah. that requirement for me is maybe slightly less.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how... When you've got two-factor authentication on, I don't know how you would get hacked, but I guess people, there maybe people have a way around that. So I do.
1: I think the thing that worries me and why I can maybe consider it from a security point of view is I feel like ugh, things are going to get pretty tough for a lot of people this year. And I know that when that happens, probably the amount of hacking and the amount of scams are going to get worse. People mm. are going to get craftier and that side of it does worry me. Mm. Not enough to want to pay... Yeah, and whatever no. it is per year
3: yeah exactly that's that's my thing I'm like well,
1: but that's also I think partly because I'm my I feel like my I'm drifting from Instagram already yeah,
3: yeah. I think you're right and I think I, that's kind of why I've decided this year to move away from selling too much directly from my website um and to move towards galleries and things because I I can see that kind of avenue is becoming harder and harder with the decrease in reach and things like that it's like well where do I want to put my energy and Mm. actually I want to put my energy into making art really yeah and I just do not want to spend my days with my head in my hands thinking how can I make a reel that's gonna go viral like I just do not want to do that yeah and so it's, it it doesn't really matter for me as much anymore whether or not people know, like if my account is verified or not it doesn't matter it's kind of an a moot point like i don't mm.
1: it's
3: it's lost its importance a bit sadly and um I guess, unless they change things. And, yeah, I think I'm just going to watch this space. I'm going to see how how they roll this out, how people adapt with it, how kind of popular it becomes. Because with the blue tick with Twitter, I think they thought that that was going to be really, really popular and then
1: that like had a massive,
3: Suster. absolute I don't crash. think
1: Instagram will, <laughs> will blunder it as badly as Twitter did.
3: No, but certainly that you, you know it didn't have the success that they wanted it to obviously mm. and so I think I'm just going to sit on the fence with with a kind of slightly scathing open mind
1: <laughs> um
3: <laughs> and see how things pan out
1: Alrighty. well have you got a fail that you'd like to share
3: Yeah, I've got fail is that I just recorded a podcast and it was so dry, (laughs) so unwell, and I'm so sorry, Juicy.
1: No, I'm sorry too. I feel like I didn't bring much to the table today. I've had a few sleepless nights. That's
3: fine. I think my um, impersonation of Eckhart Tolle was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's staying in.
3: (laughs) Have you got any quotes? I have. Come on then.
1: Um, So when I was reading this, I guess one of the – the things that really resonated with me was someone saying, at a time when so many young people are turning away from social media by either logging off or completely seeking alternative apps that feel more authentic and less commercial, Meta could be pushing away the users' it needs the most to stay relevant in the future. So I'll put a link to that article in the show notes.
3: I'm sorry, people, if you're listening and you think that this was um, our worst podcast yet, please um, don't rate and review this one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there's some. Food for thought in there. And you yeah. know, this this wasn't really a kind of a fail episode so much as a kind of just topical one, um, because this is kind of in the news at the moment. And so we kind of wanted to talk about it whilst it was relevant in front of mind. So I think hopefully, you know, a bit of background noise where you paint, does not really matter what we talk about, does it? <laughs> That's what we're there for. <laughs> better than white noise. Hey. <laughs> better than better than two hours of Eckhart. <laughs> just yeah, i don't
1: know at least you can put us on fast forward
3: exactly put it on five speed it'd be amazing it's like
1: chipmunks all right well i am going okay. to wrap us up there wrap it up wrap it um, up people <laughs> thanks for tuning in to us again yes. um i hope that you have gotten something from this and you
3: yeah, please let us know please let us know what your thoughts on the Tick are after this
1: back to back to more firm art content next week i think yeah definitely We're gonna... and you can find us over at Fair like an artist on instagram and facebook and all of the other places go um to the show notes and follow our newsletter it'll have lots of uh articles that we've read from this week as well as some uh, yeah. fun stuff about what we've been up to uh, you can find me personally over at Julie Battisti on Instagram and Facebook or juliebatisti.com. Phoebe, where can they find you?
3: You can find me asleep under a duvet. <laughs> um at or on instagram at bbgander art you'll know it's me because i don't have blue tick next to my name <laughs> and you can support us if you'd like to buy me a coffee and julie a coffee um a virtual one you can find us over on ko-fi there's a link in the show notes thank you so much julie for your patience with me today and thank you for listening everyone
1: until All next right. time see you soon <laughs> Keep failing. Bye. Bye.
3: Oh, okay, I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> I trying to find my quote. <laughs> I've just found a recipe for fettuccine. <laughs> Put
1: that in the
3: show notes. Wait, I might be, is there any funny bits? <laughs> There's no funny bits in
1: this one.